Hey guys, I sound low like this because I just woke up and I've been meaning to talk, but I haven't had anything to really say that um I think was no you know noteworthy. So um so I like to hold off, but I think I have something to say this morning. But how's everybody New Year coming along? Mine is coming along pretty good. Like I said, I just woke up. So, um, there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about. So, let me just recap how the year's been going. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, because I just woke up, I had a bad, well, it was a, I guess it was a informative dream about my childhood home. Um, recently, my mother and I have revisited my, um, our childhood home. And we prayed over the grounds to break any um, evil covenants, any evil altars that were projecting itself against us. And I know that sounds bizarre and weird and different. Probably never heard anybody pray something like that before. I know I haven't. I didn't hear nothing like that till two years ago when I ran into this minister on YouTube who talk who talks about breaking generational curses. As you guys know, I'm always talking about that on my segments because I feel like that is what's keeping black people bound and and that's what hinders them from being their true self, their higher self, because they are paying for things that their ancestors have done. Now, I know when we mentioned ancestors, a lot of you guys are worshiping your ancestors. Um, I personally do not worship my ancestors. I do, however, honor them and acknowledge them, but I do not worship any man. Um, that's not to say they haven't done anything for me. Um, they obviously walked so I can run. Um, it's just that I praise God. That's who I choose to put on the pedestal, not my ancestors, not my loved ones. Um, but we had gone to the childhood home. It was kind of like spur of the moment. And... It was so cool because, as you know, me and my mother, we have had challenges in the past. Um, I would like to say something's different because um, we've made a lot of strides. And I think, well, no, I take it back. I know it's because of this prayer because it has not just unlocked doors, but it has caused us to address a lot of elephants in the room. That's how I know this time is different. Not just in my dynamic with my mom, but how I do things with everyone. Um, how I deal with myself. Holding myself accountable. Seeing myself something that I avoided for years. Like I mentioned, I'm, and I mentioned what seeing yourself is. It's, it's not just looking in the mirror and noticing you have a flaw. Everybody has physical flaws. I'm talking about seeing yourself as you truly are. Are you a high mess? Are you temperamental? Are you nasty? I I know I've dealt with that. But we were hanging out, what was it, a week before last? And um, we had already been saying we wanted to go to our childhood home. And we wanted to, uh, we, we didn't even anticipate praying over it. We just said we wanted to go. So uh, I had to do some. I had to get some new hire stuff handled because um, I also, I've moved. Um, that's definitely in a, a new chapter that I'm embarking on. It's been stressful, so that's why I haven't been able to 
really talk to you guys. Usually, I would have already put out two, three segments by now, but I've been trying to get some stuff handled um, because I, I made a commitment to myself in the new year. I said that I would set up my life in a way I could spend more time with my children because I'm always at work. That's the harsh reality. I'm always at work or I'm at school. And it's not in vain. I just want a different life for the boys. You know, um, being as though I'm raising black children, black boys especially, I fear sometimes them getting the idea that it is okay to be, you know, um, minuscule or it's okay to be mediocre. I want my children to know, yes, you are allowed to be human first, but I want them to be independent. I don't want them to depend on anyone, especially a woman. Um, I'll go into that another day, why I said that, why I have those fears. I'm just keeping it real. I'm a mom. You know, I, I know what I see, and that's just what I want for my little ones. I, I notice and acknowledge that my boys are very smart. I want to keep it that way. And another thing, another reason why you guys haven't heard from me, I'm exclusively homeschooling my kids. We're not distance learning. I'm exclusively homeschooling them. That is a job, y'all. Okay? So I'll probably go into that later. But nevertheless, me and my mom had already said we wanted to go to our childhood home. And we wanted to go to the cemetery where our great-grandmother um, is. Well, well, my great-grandmother, but her grandmother. So... I would say since Thanksgiving, we have been, like, trying to basically repair our relationship. Um, It has not been easy. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, I didn't really come up with the traditional mother-daughter relationship. I kind of shared that with my grandmother. And I've pretty much, like I said, I hate when people talk trash about Iyanla Van Zandt because it was Iyanla Van Zandt that helped me recognize a lot of generational patterns that have been inappropriate and um while I love my grandmother she's the heart of uh, she's my heart she's the queen of my heart uh, I realized that the relationship I have with her I I should be having with my mom and due to generational curses I'm unable to do that but we have made strides so you know we've been going through the test of time it's been fun it's been eye-opening it's made me vulnerable. And I think that's why I've always had issues with my mom. I realized about myself, I don't like to feel. I don't know if you caught that listening to my things yet. Typically when I'm forced to feel, that's when um, I'm not having it. Because I have built up such a wall around my emotions that now in this season of my life, God has me breaking the wall down and I'm... I'm, I'm I'm tripping because I'm losing control and it's it's bothering me so bad because I I if the world was mine I never intended to reveal I didn't if y'all ever listen to my stuff and go why she say that trust I didn't want to say it but God told me to share that with y'all that's not me anybody that knows me knows I love the joke around I might drop a word on you or two. But I typically don't give you me. But um, I trust God. I trust the process. And he obviously wants me to give me you. I mean, give um, me to you. So I, I kind of let it out. I, 
I'm not afraid to cry on here. I'm not afraid to tell you a secret. Because anything I say on here, you can't use against me. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you can't do it. <laughs> you just can't. But it's always been a challenge with me admitting, like I said in a couple segments before, I can't remember which one it was. I said, you know, the truth of the matter is you want, you naturally want your mom. Like I naturally want my father, but he is not here, right? But I do believe God, he still supplies in spite of. I've had a stepfather, um, my uncle, Patrick. You know, I, I, you know, I have a bunch of uncles now on my dad's side. A lot of male, even that's my little brother. I, I definitely see a lot of um, great qualities. And, um, you know, you know, men are men are really good. Men are, men are good species, I'm telling you. Because I, I learned so much just simply talking. I pulled something from the males I encountered. But... Me and my mom have made some different strides. It's different. It's so different this time because I'm learning about myself. She's learning about me. We learn about each other, and we're also seeing God in all of this. And um, I was getting some new higher work done because this job, out of every job I've ever had, I never had to go through as much stuff as I had to get situated for this job I think the main thing is the fact that I was going to be moving I was going to be moving on site and um it's been a minute since we moved the last time I moved we lost our place um it was due to me basically neglecting bills because of my addiction and um lo and behold I am a addictions counselor now Two years sober. It'll be three years May sober. I'm now an addictions counselor. Um, I think I shared with you guys before. Um, I was abusing prescription opioids. I had a cesarean. And um, after my son. See, the first time I encountered um, opioids, I didn't even touch them. But I had a toothache in the year of 2015. And, you know, I'm so naive and green to certain stuff, believe it or not, that when I had, I, I, the first thing I ever had, you, you, it was something called Tramadol. And I had had it in 2015 because of a toothache I had. And I told you guys, I suffer from severe depression. So when you have dealt with chronic depression, right, and you encounter Pain meds, right? Narcotics. You notice the instant change in your mood. So when I took it, I took one and it didn't work. So I think I told my dad. I was like, Dad, you know, my tooth is throbbing and it didn't work. What, what should I do? He's like, well, I think that particular medication, you have another one, you know? I said, oh, okay, well, I'll do it. I was in that much pain. I took it. And guys, from the moment I took it, I got up and I cleaned the entire house. Because my toothache was gone and my energy was restored. For years, I've been fighting to restore my energy. So it was almost like, there it is. I found it. But I, it didn't click right away. It wasn't until I ran out of the medication and I felt depressed that I understood what was going on. I'm like, oh, okay, it's the medication. If I had this, I would be back. I would have my energy back. I would have my strength back. This this is my this is what I need. So I told myself when I ran out, I said if I ever need to come back to this, 
I'm coming back. And no one's going to make me feel bad because no one can cure my depression. Or so I thought. So, you know, for me to be here today, helping people or, or what I think I'm going to be doing. I'm, I think because I work in a sober house, I'm going to be helping people. No, it's more like I believe they're showing me myself. They're showing cer- there's certain things about them, qualities and attributes within them that are very much me. The only difference is they fell harder, but I still fell. So it's a blessing to be here. Another roof over me and my children's head. And um, I don't have a commute. I just walk downstairs. Um, A lot of things right now in my life are being sent to me because of God. And I know that's because I've put in some major self-work. Make no mistake. I don't think God is going out of his way right now for me just because I got a podcast or just because I wrote a book. I think he's going out of his way for me right now because I'm acknowledging him more importantly. And I'm making active strides to clean my heart and to forgive and see myself. And I think that's what people get wrong about this journey. And that's what I would like to expose people to because it starts like that. It's it, This journey is not what you think. Going to church with your church hat, even though I want a church hat, that's not, that's not what the journey is about. You got to see yourself. And, and trust me, it's not fun. And it is scary. Like, cause when I really saw myself, I really thought I was a halfway decent person. And then by the time, even today, almost three years since I've really kick-started this journey. Because I've been on this journey since forever. You on your journey forever. But it isn't until you wake up and you see yourself that you really can start making the works. only been, I would say for me, like really making strides, it's only been three years. You know, what what you see is, is a long time coming today. Like, so much work went into building my mental where it is today. And I still got a long ways to go. But I want to apologize for the strength that I've um, been given in the process. I want to apologize for um, being strong and being bold and taking things in stride because others can't. That I can't do. Um, but my mom, it was kind of like uh, impromptu. She's like, where you at? I'm coming to get you. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, my pride wouldn't let me get her get her come get me at first. I'm like, I, I got it myself. But I said to myself, if we're going to do things different, I got to be open to letting her be mom. I expect for her to let me be daughter. So I was like, okay, Yuck, I don't want to do it. Not because it's her, but because I'm just that independent. But I realize my independence also has caused me to lose my place in the past. It's caused me to go without lights. Um, Ultra independence has caused me to go without. So it's funny because I, I don't know if you guys ever heard me say this. So hate empowers the very thing you don't want. So when you want so bad to prove you can do it on your own, you end up doing it worse or make it a fool of yourself. So I realized that. So I said, okay, she can come get me. And we ended up going to Kava. That's my spot. And we just got to talking about some of the things, the noteworthy things we've come across 
um, via 2020, the pandemic, and, and now, and, and what we plan to apply to the new year. And we were saying that we wanted to break any strongholds, a.k.a. the generational curses. So we were like, let's go past Nanny's house. That's my great-grandmother's name. We called her Nanny. And I said, yeah, let's go, and let's go now. Like, like can't wait. I want to go today. I'm going to be real with you guys. God has showed me something about this particular situation. And I started getting major anxiety, but I played it cool because I realized we're getting that much closer to my destiny. So I freaked the heck out because I'm like, oh, God. Because, like, you know, naturally when you think of a destiny, you think about you getting to this highest peak, this highest moment. And, you know, it's so profound that um, you would have had this feeling that you made it. That's quite the opposite because I know what God showed me about my life. So I'm... I'm not eager to do this because sometimes your calling is the opposite. Maybe it's just you fulfilling a purpose, you know, because we're not here for a long time. So I was sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, this is scary. Like, I've never been in a position where I felt and saw myself making active strides and breaking all those chains and strongholds that had me feeling small and and bound and stuck. Like I had to take certain things or deal with a certain kind of treatment or that I had to be less. And here I am on the way to break that. So, you know, we're coming up, Richie, because like I told you, I'm from Darcy. I'm from Darcy Road, Upper Marlboro. <laughs> I'm not from the hood, okay? I'm from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. I'm from Darcy Road. So we coming up, Richie, you know, and we about to hit Darcy. And I'm looking at all the landmarks. Most of them look the same. And I'm like, this is surreal. Like, I'm looking at this stuff like, oh, my God, this is my stomping grounds. In real life. So we hit that church. That Kojic church. And lo and behold. We are in front of 9311. That house has had repairs since then. And I'm looking at the house like. This 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 is where it all started. Everything. And my mom's like. You know how do we get on the land? I said easy. Uncle James got a lot behind the house. We can, you know, I don't know if y'all ever been to the country. Certain parts of Maryland, we call the country. <laughs> so, you know, in the country, you can have a, a, you can have two pieces of land and the next person, it don't even have to be kin to you. The old person, I'm sorry, that's related to you. They could live on the back piece of land. So Uncle James lives on the back piece. I said, let's play like we're going towards Uncle James's house. Now, this person is related to us that shares the land. We don't even pass the pear tree that's in my great-grandmother's house. And... A wave of negativity hit me. Like I had a severe panic attack. I said, on second thought, I can't do this. I said, I have to go. I have to go. And I really quick, I prayed a prayer. I said, Father God, could you help me renounce, rebuke any evil covenants, any evil altars that's projecting itself against me 
that are keeping me bound today. And I said, amen, and I got out of there. I said, I can't. I said, those grounds, it was so wicked. It was so bizarre. Like, the way that house was when we left it, it's like to see it how it looked that day. When you drive down into that place, it, there was rocks. There was gravel. Grass had grown over that. I'd never seen that before. Because when we were living there, no grass got through the gravel. It looked like a slave crown. It was so bizarre. And I remember saying to myself, like, I can't go back. Like, I'm done here. And we were... um we were overwhelmed with how it felt to be there. And my mother basically was saying she felt the same. So then right away we went to the cemetery, which I had been dreading because I don't like to say this often, but I have no emotional connection to my great-grandmother. And um, not only just that, but my grandmother's husband also is buried there and he violated my mom for years uh he sexually violated me as well so i wasn't thrilled to go back there but i knew it was that time to go back because i needed to bury the hatchet excuse me guys i gotta sip some water because i just woke up i don't know why i didn't just sip some you know just to wet my throat before i talk to y'all hold on mm. that is so much better can you hear the smoothness in my voice now? So much better. So we went there to see the hill. I wasn't thrilled, personally. Okay. I would have rather gone to go see my dad. Okay. But, I mean, here we are. And my mom, you know, she went. She said some words. I was very proud. Uh, very proud to be um, with her through that process. Because I, I knew my mom before, you know. I, that, that's my mom. I know my mom. I'm the oldest. I know my mom for 26 years. I'm well aware of who my mother is. So I was super proud and excited. And, and, and really, I saw a different side to her be able to go and stand up to herself, for herself, and go to that grave and do what she did. But then something pulled on my heart to say something as well. Like I mentioned earlier, y'all, when it comes to my emotions, believe it or not, contrary to what you may think via my podcast segments, I can't stand messing with my emotions. Because real talk, <clears throat> I'm hiding 26 years of rage and disappointment and hurt. And that's no, that's no victimized statement type stuff. That's no crutch needing type situation, sympathy needing type thing. Ain't nobody no sucker. It's real talk. So I don't even go there. <laughs> I don't even give you what you want because I know what I'm working with. And I ain't trying to give you none of it. So I stood away, but God pulled on me and said, say what you got to say. I said, what? I don't even care. <laughs> Something said, go and say what you got to say. And I said, I said, you know, um, I'm nothing for both of you, really. Okay? Because because of you and because of you, I didn't have a mom for 26 years. Um, <clears throat> I'm just getting back what I had from ages to infant until six. So best I can do 
is tell you that I've denounced and renounced any evil covenants that have been attacking the family via you guys. That's all I could do. And I checked out. I didn't have anything to give, but I, I gave that. And it was just an eerie feeling afterwards. I knew we did the right thing. It was bizarre. Like I said, it was spur of the moment. This is not planned. And <clears throat> I remember my mother saying, like, it's almost like we have permission. Oh, drop the water. It's almost like we have permission to start over. And I totally agree with her. And when I got home, I wanted to record something. Sorry, y'all. I have to get this water. I wanted to record something that night and tell y'all what happened. But I had to gather my bearings. It was such a, it was so fast. Everything happened so fast. And it just let me know, like, guys, don't think I'm making these segments for sport. I'm not saying that to bully y'all into listening to me. I more so want y'all to, if you want to make a podcast, if there's something that's ailing you and you feel like you want to talk but you can't talk to nobody, get you a podcast, a YouTube channel, something, <clears throat> a diary, a therapist, purge yourself, guys, be humble enough to confess, I know you probably hear, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the stuff I post on my segments, and you're like, why would she say that, baby, that's the concept of the show, that's the whole concept, because there's so many people like me, they don't feel like they can speak freely. And not be judged and not be ostracized and and picked apart like a fine-tooth comb. Even though sometimes we may have the luxury of speaking freely, we still might be met with backlash. See, I'm not a punk. So, backlash ain't going to move me. But some people may be sensitive to that. (coughs) And I apologize for using the word punk. Maybe it's the best word to use. Some people may be sensitive. So, you know, they may not be able to handle it. I don't, please, I don't have words said to me. I don't know what can be said to me these days. You probably have to conjure up a new word. But all I'm saying is I've seen strides. I've seen progress. Um, I feel the weight. It was almost like, it was almost like my long suffering was just about up. I couldn't even record right away because it was so much I wanted to say about this situation. I wanted to make sure I captured it well enough for you guys to understand it and feel what I felt. And that was the yokes and the chains come off of my neck, guys. Like, I'm talking about years of low self-esteem, years of uh, pain and angst and rage. I, I slowly feel that falling off. And the person outside of that, she's different. She's not super sensitive. She's not um, willing to be treated any old kind of way. She finds solace in being alone and um, building myself up rather than trying to go through so many people. And this doesn't mean in a relationship-wise. This is also friendship-wise to fill voids that I can fill through God and in my quiet time. It has... These strides, these humbling myself, going outside of my comfort zone and and loving on people that probably ain't even checking for me, it has done something for my spirit. Like, I find myself coming back. I was sitting the other day in my new place with my children, and I remember saying to myself, I feel normal again. 
this person that I lost, I, I, I couldn't quite recognize her as she was coming back. But I was saying to myself, I recognize myself again. This is the person I remember, the person that took pride in protecting her peace and her space. The person that liked to spend hours doing her own hair rather than letting someone else do it. This is what I remembered. My gifts and my talents coming back. Uh, having fun, you know, whether I'm widely received or not with my gifts and my talents. This is what I remember. And I'm sorry, I, I had to pause it again. But long story short, guys, I remember when we got here the other day and the kids first saw the place, the kids said, well, Antoine, I don't know if I told you guys, but Antoine has the juice in heaven. When he gets down and pray for you, you will get a breakthrough. And my son prays for me. He prayed for us to get this place. It was so many challenges um, before we got here because we, we were ready to branch off. You know, we were ready to do something different. We were ready to move on with our lives, just the three of us. You know, it would be just three of us now. And... um I remember, you know, just the process trying to get the job and them verifying my references, usually me not having a problem, my references just going through, I'm walking into the job, but my process is being held up by one of my references. <laughs> and this is serious. And I had to talk to the person, explain to them, like, uh, <laughs> we're waiting on you, boo. Like, I gotta, I gotta come on because, you know, I don't want to give them all of my business. But we're ready to branch off, and what the hell is taking you so long? Because I'm I'm trying to go up, and you in my way, and I thought I could trust you to do this favor for me, and you're taking a long time. So it was stuff like that, the onboarding process. It just really had me discouraged, and my son got on his knees, and he prayed. He said, Mommy, it's ours. We got it. And then for us to be in the place, and my son tell me, Mom, we're going to be fine here. We're going to be great here. We are good. We're safe here. I love it, Mommy. Thank you so much. I, I knew I, my hard work wasn't in vain. And I explained to my children, like, this, this, Mommy, you know, Mommy may be gone a lot at work. Trust and believe. But I just want better for us. And, and that's why I work hard on my mental. Because not only do I want to be able to give them things I never had, I also want to give them an experience I've never had. And that was to be a functional parent. A mentally functional parent. I, I refuse to repeat behaviors I've seen from the past on to my children. I know what it did to me. And I understand I'm dealing with young black males. I'm not dealing with little girls. See, it's different with little girls. You know, they're going to always uh, idolize and admire you. But your little boys are going to go after what they see is just like you. And I, I, I can't afford my children to go after someone... That's not emotionally or mentally responsive due to trauma. But I just wanted to, uh, you know, give you guys an update on what's going on. You know, um, the new transition. I mentioned it a little bit in my other segments. And I'm really not even capturing everything in this. <clears throat> but um, I think I mentioned in a segment before that I was up for an opportunity. And that, you know, it would be in a sober house. Um, I'm what, three years sober. I told you one segment, I'm going to go a little deeper into what the addiction was for me. Um, because it was multi-layered. I was told before I even had an addiction that I had an addictive personality. And that's important to notice, note as well, if you're dealing with that. But, um, 
thanks for listening as always. I'm just waking up. It's like 6 in the morning. No, 7 in the morning. And I just got a text from my teacher saying that we had another exam. So I don't, I really can't be up here talking to you like I want to. But let me know what you think. Like, has your year started off um, the way you would like it? Um, Mine didn't start off perfect, but it's definitely progressive and productive. I can honestly say that. Um, That's not to gloat or brag. That's just... It just was. I put in some work, so it was productive. You know, not saying you guys aren't. You know, I don't want you to feel like I'm ostracizing you. That's not. That's not the case here. It's, I'm not like that. But let me know what you guys think, and I hope you're having a good new year. And you know, I look forward to continuing this journey with you guys. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Oversharing or not, I look forward to sharing with y'all.